We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things green and gold. My name is Mike Wendland. I'm joined by Gage Bridgeford. And while it is Super Bowl Sunday, the Packers have a defensive coordinator, and it's Joe Barry, the former linebackers coach and assistant head coach for the L.A. Rams for the past four seasons. does have a couple of stints as defensive coordinator for some truly awful teams, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll break down the hire, break down what he brings to the table, what Matt LaFleur might have been looking at. And maybe give some insight on what Joe Barry is all about and what he will bring to this team. Cause I know there's a lot of discussion about what he can do and what he, what he, what his hiring means. So we'll be able to figure that out over the course of these next 20, 25 minutes or so. But Gage, I'll go to you. I'll ask you, what are your, what were your opening thoughts when you heard this morning that Barry was the favorite and then later on that the hiring was confirmed by both Rob Domofsky and Tom Palacero? Matt LaFleur is smarter than me. Um, at the end of the day, uh, did I want other candidates more? Yeah. Did they get, did they get the job? No. I'm going to assume that Matt LaFleur knows what he's doing. He has led the team to a combined 28 and 8 record over the last two seasons. And if it wasn't for a, it's shooting themselves in the foot, some questionable calls in the NFC Championship game this year, we'd be playing tonight. Matt LaFleur has done a great job. Did I, like I said, I wanted other candidates more, but Barry has had a couple of stints as a DC. He's got that veteran voice in your locker room and he's not like super old while doing it. He's only 50 years old. 
And when he got his first DC job, he was 37. He's 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 a younger guy. I know that people are going to talk about like Jerry Gray didn't get the job. Jerry Gray's 58. He's a little bit older. And I understand people are like, oh well, he only he got passed over for this reason or that reason. Well, he got passed over because Matt Fuller didn't think he was the best man for the job. I think that Barry has shown like a lot of development, uh, especially at the linebacker level, which is where he was coaching for the Rams for the last four years, and he's gotten the most out. Of, he got Corey Littleton paid very well last year. He got the most out of guys like Leonard Floyd, Samson Abukum, uh, Kaiser White uh, out of the Rams this year. I have faith in what LaFleur's doing. So far, we want to always jump to conclusions and assume that the coaches did it wrong and the GM did it wrong. Well, we said that on Rashawn Gary, and then Rashawn Gary this year now made Preston Smith look replaceable. We were all freaking out when the Packers traded back instead of drafting Derwin James, and then they drafted Jair Alexander, got an extra first-round pick, and then they drafted Gary and traded up and got Darnell Savage, who are now three cornerstones of this defense. Stop trying to just jump to conclusion that is and assume that the coaches are wrong and the GMs are wrong. They're in these positions for a reason. Green Bay is one of the most stable and winningest franchises that we've in the NFL right now. Just trust that they know what they're doing. There's a reason they're in their jobs. We're not. This isn't Cleveland. This isn't Chicago. This isn't Jacksonville, where they're constantly turning over a new leaf. This is Green Bay. This is Title Town. We win. We know what we're doing. Just trust that the guys in charge know what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. This is not Detroit, which is oddly enough where where uh, Barry got his first start as defensive coordinator back under Rod Bernelli. But just take a look at what he he started with. He started in Tampa Bay as a linebackers coach, and we talk about his work with linebackers. The talk with him is he's disciplined. He gets his guys in the right position, and he lets them go and rally to the football. His work in Tampa, which involved a a, a Super Bowl championship for Super Bowl thirty seven with the Bucks under Tony Dungy and then John Gruden. And Monty Kiffin as the coordinator with assist, with fellow assistants like Mike Tomlin, Raheem Morris, Rod Marinelli. Like there, there is so many guys that he's worked with that he, he was learned from that he has gone through. And I, I do wonder if Matt LaFleur talked with Tony Dungy or talked with Monty Kiffin, guys who have worked with him for the long, for the longest period of time, because that's the longest stretch he's been with the team was those six years in Tampa Bay in 01 to 06 and then yet again in 2009. Like Barry is a guy, like I said, he's only 50. He's done work with great, great work with linebackers, doing some good work there he did with the Chargers in 2011. You look at some of the team, some of the players he had on those teams. He had, he had some pretty solid, solid players. Like you look at Travis, Travis LeBoy was a decent player with the Chargers. Those, those linebackers he had there, Niall Diggs played with them, Donald Buller, Antoine Barnes, Sean Phillips had one of his best seasons, Takeo Spikes. Like he 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 gets the best out of the talent that he's had with as a linebackers coach, as a coordinator it's been a mixed bag. But as we'll, we'll get into, those teams had little to no talent around him. And so I mean he was set up to fail with Detroit. They had absolutely nothing at any level of that defense. And Washington was was better, but it wasn't great. And his head coach wasn't a great head coach either above him when Jay Gruden. So like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condemn him for what happened in his first two gigs because those are two franchises that have been in turmoil for well over 30 years and and you look at the team the talent he had with him it wasn't there so i i think this is this will be the best group he's ever had as a defensive coordinator and if he keeps his assistants around and he takes what he learned in tampa what he learned in san diego what he learned with the rams 
I think there's there is actually a lot more upside than people think with this hire. Yeah. Um, so real quick, everybody that's listening, do me a favor. Go online. Go look up the 2007 and 2008 Lions rosters. I'll go ahead and I'll give you a second to pull it up. All right, got it. You look at that that defensive depth chart and you tell me what you expected him to do. John Barry or Joe Barry had Sean Rogers, and that is it. That is, that is all he had. People want to say, oh, Corey Redding was there. Corey Redding is a name that we now know. Corey Redding in the two seasons that Barry was the DC had four sacks. He did not do anything. And it just that roster was was expecting you were expecting greatness out of out of guys that shouldn't have even been on the field half the time. I think Will Blackman was the starting corner on one of those two teams or on both of those teams. Just the talent that he was working with just was non-existent. There was none there, and everyone was confused why he wasn't able to make anything happen with it. Well, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a paper bag, and I'm going to give you a hole, put a hole in the bottom of that bag, and then I want you to go ahead and carry around a hundred things for me, real quick. Cool? Can't do it? Awesome. The you have to have a certain level of talent. I understand the idea of coaching guys up or getting guys to get the most out of out of them. And Paris Lennon was a special teamer on Green Bay, and then he went and he was a leading tackler for the Lions. He had 130 tackles, I think, in the 08 season. So he did well. Micah Kaiser, who I kept calling Kaiser White, that was a mistake by me. Micah Kaiser on the Rams this year became an effective blitzer, and he was and it was viewed as like linebacker was viewed as a huge weakness for this. Rams team, and he got the most out of guys. Like uh, Leonard Floyd had ten and a half sacks this year. Micah Kaiser in nine games had seventy-seven tackles. He was flying all over the place. He also had a forced fumble, three passes defense. Troy Reader had eighty-one tackles and three sacks in sixteen games. He gets the most out of guys he got. Kenny Young, who was a throw-in linebacker in the the Marcus Peters trade, had played sixteen games, had a pick, uh, pick six, had two pass defense, had a sack. Had a couple of quarterback hits. He gets the most out of the guys that he has. Green Bay has never invested heavily in the linebacker position. They just expect guys to get the most out of it, which is why a guy like Barry makes a ton of sense. You have Kamal Martin and uh, Chris Barnes here. Cool. Hey, Barry, you got to coach up these guys because we're still not going to invest in this spot. we got other investments to make. He can do that. He can make Chris, Barton, Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin go to that next level there. Like you said with the Washington team, you had a little bit of talent there. You had Ryan Kerrigan. You had uh, Dante Whitner was there in his second season. You had Preston Smith that was a rookie when he got there. There was some talent on that Washington team, but it still wasn't anything like close to what he's coming in with now. You're coming in now. You have Zadarius Smith. You have Rashawn Gary, who are really good outside edge rushers. They might keep Preston Smith. I don't know. And even if they do, I think Preston might go take a back seat to Rashawn Gary because Gary played so well this year. You have Jair Alexander, who's a lockdown corner. That's a better corner in, in his first season than he had in four seasons as a DC anywhere else. Josh Norman was there. Cool. Josh Norman was a shell of the man that he was in that final season in Carolina, and he has never gotten close. Derrick Henry went ahead and put the shell of Josh Norman in a body bag this year. I understand everyone wants to freak out and wants to panic, but the roster that he has is a, is so much better than anything he had previously. That's why I don't put too much stock into what he or who he coached and how his teams were before. I saw the the quote earlier or like the stat. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That his teams were 32nd and 32nd and then like 28th and 29th or something like that. They were just terrible in yards allowed in all four of his years. He didn't have anybody to, to stop the ball with. There was, there was no D, there was no defenders out there. He, he would have been a starting defender on those defenses at age 37 because there was no one else to go with. So before you want to go and write a guy off who has yet to coach a single game for this team, go ahead and pay attention to the context of it. Everyone just wants to look at the numbers and look at the end data. That doesn't tell the whole story. What tells the whole story is you look and see, oh, he had nothing. And the fact that he was able to even coach defenses, which in Washington were 17th and 19th in points against, with so little talent shows that he knows how to coach guys up in the right spots. So before you just write them off and just say, oh, well, these numbers say this, just get the context first, please. It's not, it's really not hard. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Absolutely, and, and if we look at that Washington team, the strength of that defense when he was the D.C. was their linebacking core. I mean, you had a rookie, Sua Cravens, you had Ryan Kerrigan, Trent Murphy, Preston Smith, Will Compton, Zach Vigil, all solid players. You had Brashad Breland young in the, in the back end, but that defensive line, and you only have Chris Baker and Ricky Jean-Francois and an aging Cullen Jenkins, there there wasn't a lot to work with. His secondary was was injured to to... To Hades and back when you lost D'Angelo Hall, you lose Dante Whitner. You're rolling with Josh Norman, Greg Toller, and Brashad Breland. Like they again, this all goes down to what he has. Like you look at the like work he did when he was a linebackers coach. Like he talked about with the Rams. You look at Sean Phillips with the Chargers, who could have a very similar impact to what Rashad Gary could be. Takeo Spikes, Derek Brooks, Shelton Quarles, all these guys really hit their best when he was the coordinator or was the, his, their position coach. I think he, uh, Kirk Olivadotti was his linebackers coach in Washington. He was the coordinator. 
the, the, there's, there's connections here besides just the LA stuff. And do we know he's going to be the great coordinator? We don't. We, we don't. We're, we, we're not, I'm just, I just want to make a judgment because with the team he has, I think this could, this could work. He's young. I think he's going to have Matt LaFleur's ear pretty quickly. And obviously with, with LaFleur, this is his first time actually hiring a defensive coordinator. And with, with, with what he brings to the table, I'm just not going to start panicking. And I, I think that Barry, well, not the flashiest or the biggest name pick. Uh, Chris Harris was actually the runner-up as well, the former defensive back and DB's coach in Washington this past year. I, I think Barry could be the right call. It, it, that's that's what it comes down to. We, uh, as, as, the, as the movie Miracle and Kerb Brooks, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. And it's the same with coaches. Yeah, it doesn't – like. Who cares if it's not the sexy hire? Matt LaFleur wasn't the sexy hire. Mike Pettin wasn't even – Mike Pettin wasn't. Nathaniel Hackett wasn't. The offensive linemen aren't, aren't sexy picks. But you know what? You go back to the 2018 draft and you ask the Colts if they're really glad they took Quentin Nelson at six even though he wasn't the sexy pick. Sometimes the the right pick isn't the sexy pick. It's the like – the, like, like Mike just said. Some, it doesn't matter if it's the – if it's the sexy one, as long as it's the right one. I think that Barry, while I don't know that he's going to be the right one, I have to believe that it is. Because if I just sit here and say, nope, it's the wrong one, they messed up again, yada, 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 who cares? Who wants to listen to that negativity and wants to hear that? What I have to do is I have to believe that this is the right pick, and come a year from now, we're going to be playing in the Super Bowl, and everyone's going to be like, man, we're, we look pretty dumb right now for uh, doubting the floor, huh? That's what I have to believe. I just saw someone a little bit ago saying that Green Bay just strives for mediocrity. And if you're that person, like if you're listening and you think that mediocrity is going 13 and three in back to back years, going 11 and one in the division and going to the NFC championship game twice, I really hope that you never have to see Green Bay go through actual mediocrity. Like ask Browns fans how they felt after years of like finally breaking through. Ask Bills fans how they felt after just not winning a playoff game for 25 years. Go ask them how mediocrity feels. This Green Bay team is far from it. This is one of the best franchises in football. Joe Barry, like I said, may not, he might not be the sexy pick. He might not, he, and he might not be the right one. We might look back in a year and I look dumb forever thinking, yep, it was a good pick. But that's the one that we made. Like we can all be mad on Twitter all we want, but guess what? Matt LaFleur is not going to say, oh, they don't like this. I'm going to go change it. I'm going to go say, hey, Barry, you're not the guy. We're going to go somewhere else. That's not how it works. Just you have to accept it and you have to move on. And you get, that's what that's how life is going to be. With the roster that we have in Green Bay, the pieces are there for Barry to put together a top 10 defense. If he can coach guys up, specifically at the linebacker spot, and if we can get more help on the defensive line, this team has – the talent to go be an elite unit in the NFL. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of it happening. I think that Jair is going to do his thing. Z and Gary are going to do theirs. I think Savage is going to take another step forward. Amos is going to continue to be one of the most underrated players at his position in the NFL. But you know what? Actually, I'm going to use Amos as an example real quick. Everybody thought Amos was a good pick, but not a sexy pick. He doesn't make the flash play. Eddie Jackson in Chicago is the flash player. Amos is the safe guy that makes the right play. Yeah, and since then, would you guys have rather had any other safety that we could have had? No, because Amy Amos in two years has been 
outstanding, and Sable on the back end. He's had Savage next to him develop into one of the best young playmaking safeties in football while he continues to show up, be in his spot at the right spot at the right time every single time. Just because it's not sexy doesn't mean it's not right, okay? Just calm down and before you freak out and think that it's the wrong one just because he's not the guy you wanted. Yeah, and and I know I know we we do come off as kind of preaching. We we both have had our rants, but I, I'm with you 100% with this. And and so before we go further, let's take a look at what what we can expect that Barry will bring as 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 a scheme. Uh, he he obviously was more traditional Tampa two type stuff early on with Detroit. He tried to run the Monty Kiffin scheme, it, but we don't have the personnel to run that Tampa two. It's not going to work. Uh, with San Diego, they ran more of a typical 3-4 when you have guys like Sean Phillips, Takeo Spikes. With the Rams, it was, with first underweight Phillips and then under Brandon Staley, it was that hybrid 3-4 nickel Vic Fangio type, get pressure with your, with your, with your line and trust your secondary. I think that's what we're gonna see. We're gonna see a little bit of the maturity that Barry's had as an assistant and what he's learned from the defensive coordinator roles. And we're gonna see a little bit more of that Vic Fangio, cause remember, weren't, we, weren't people clamoring for Vic Fangio to be the head coach? When, when Matt LaFleur got hired. Yeah, yeah, they were. They all wanted Vic because they, because we had had an offensive coach, we wanted a defensive guy, and Vic was the guy. That's who we wanted. And so if we can, if we can get that system just with, without Vic, I'm fine with that defensively. With, with Z and Gary, and if they keep pressing around with development from guys maybe like, like Spider Garvin, yeah, Kenny Clark can play that Warren Sapp role in the middle of, like there's, there's endless possibilities for what this team can do as long as Barry fits. He fits well with his assistants. I'm sure he's already been talking with Jerry Montgomery and with Oliva Dottie and Mike Smith and Jerry Gray. They're, they're all under contract. They're coming back, I'm, I would assume. So I, I've, I'm sure there have already been in discussions. Barry's probably going to be heading up to, to Green Bay pretty quickly, either for his introductory presser and to start, I'm guessing, house shopping. But just this move for for the coordinator – I'm glad they didn't rush it like we saw with a lot of other teams. He 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 had gotten a promotion already from LA to other LA, and now he's getting even higher to Green Bay. So I I, I I'm happy for Joe Barry. Uh, I hope he doesn't read social media, and I I hope for everyone's sake that this works out for the best for the Packers. I think it will. Um, just from the standpoint of we've seen plenty of teams get like plenty of coaches get carried by good players. Um, and so even if Barry isn't a flawless coach, he, the players on the field know how to make the right plays. Like we, I know, and if you don't know this, the Jair Alexander safety in the first game of the season where he blitzed and sacked Kirk Cousins, that was a call he made. That wasn't a, that wasn't a Mike Patton call. That was a him. He read that at the line and he went. These players in that Green Bay has are smart enough and talented enough to make their own play. So, even if Barry takes a little bit to get his feet under him, the players are going to make up for that because they are that good and they're that and they're that talented and that and that good at their jobs. And also the position coaches that Green Bay has, assuming that there isn't mass overturn there, they're really good at their job. There's a reason that these guys have gotten like the development we've seen out of Jair and Savage and Gary's development from year one to year two and Kamal Martin and Chris Barnes, despite being like round seven and undrafted free agent picks. They were starters in the playoffs or high or high snap guys in the playoffs. So you're right that he like I think I think it's going to work out in the long run. 
and even if it doesn't, if it does take a little bit of time, I think that the team, the defenders are talented enough, combined with the fact that the offense is good enough to kind of make up for it to be like, okay, Barry, let's go ahead and let's get a couple games, get our feet under us, and we'll be good to go. Absolutely. And I guess the last thing I'll, I'll do before we wrap this one up, again, the words I always hear are aggressive, loyal, and disciplined with, with Barry as a coach. Those Buccaneers teams that he ran with Quarles, Brooks, Nate Webster, those Chargers teams with Spikes, those Rams teams with, with Littleton, now, now guys like Reeder and Kaiser, his work at USC uh, for one year. Those guys were disciplined. They rallied to the football. They did not miss tackles. That Bucks defense when he was in his second year there with the Gruden was one of the greatest defenses of all time. And a large of that was his work as a linebackers coach. What he did, what he got out of Derek Brooks, who is a Hall of Famer, and what he got out of Sean Quarles, who was a second-team All-Pro, is nothing short of remarkable. And if, if he can bring that type of stuff to Green Bay, that kind of discipline, that that kind of chemistry to this to that linebacking unit, where where a three-yard gain will not turn into seven, that's going to be a win. It's not hard to take a step up from last year. Uh, if you can get your deep, if you can get your linebackers to tackle on the first try rather than the second try, you can get your front, you can get your front to either get pressure or just not get blown off the ball. And like arm tackle, if, if Barry can come in and just get the broken tackles and missed tackles to cut just by 10%, it's a win. I feel like if there, like if he does nothing else, if everything else stays the exact same and just the amount of missed tackles goes down 10%, which I guess if Kevin King is gone, which is a strong possibility just due to the fact that he's probably going to cost some money by a team that has too much money, it probably will go down. That's an automatic win because that, that would mean that Barry came in and said, okay, this is a weakness we had. We couldn't make tackles. Guess what? This year we're not having missed tackles. We're not. That's not what we're about. We're going to go. We're going to square up. We're going to make tackles. When we get to when we get to the players, and I think he can do that. I there's no, there's nothing else I have to say. I have confidence in Barry in whatever scheme and system he decides to run. I think he'll do a good job of putting his best players in positions to be successful. He's not going to try and make them a team that they're not. And as long as he does that, uh, I have all the confidence in the world of Green Bay being able to get back to the NFC Championship game and get over that hump next season. And I'm with you 100%, and I'm always naturally kind of an optimist, so I I will always go in with with high hopes. I I, I trust in Barry, I trust in Matt Lafleur, and I trust in the assistants and the decision that they made on the on Saturday to hire Barry as the new defensive coordinator following Mike Pettin. So as we wrap things up, kind of breaking down what what we can expect and and hope for from the new defensive staff. Gage, where can people find you? As always, you can find me on Twitter at GBridgefordNFL. Uh, I have my work over at Denver Stiffs, Game On Wisconsin, Roto Baller, and Dynasty Nerds. I'm doing draft content currently for Dynasty Nerds and Game On Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be doing some YouTube and live stream content for them, uh, specifically Game On Wisconsin. Dynasty Nerds, I'm generally doing three to four draft profiles per week. Roto Baller, I got some fantasy offseason stuff going on. And then Denver Stiffs, I'm generally putting out two to three different pieces of content for them a week. All of it can be found on my Twitter. Uh, my DMs are always open, no matter if you want to talk about sports, life, movies, whatever. Uh, they're always open. I answer every single one of them. Um, so you so you can find me there. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. And uh, just drop me a follow or whatever. Have a good day, guys. 
Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Wendland, all one word. Uh, you can hear my work on ZaleskiSports.com. I am a play-by-play uh, broadcaster for them, doing a lot of local high school sports in central Wisconsin, a lot of basketball playoffs and hockey going forward next week. And, of course, find us all the time on Twitter at Packaday Podcasts. Wherever your favorite podcast platform is, find us there. Give us a, a like, a subscription. Let us know how we're doing. And, of course, again, my Twitter DMs will always be open as well. And, of course, check out our YouTube page as well. Andy's doing great work there every day, breaking down stuff. I'm sure he'll have more on Barry as well uh, on the Super Bowl Sunday. So, everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, look on the bright side. We The coordinator is hired. Barry is on his way to Green Bay, and we have a coaching staff. So, everyone, st- for all of us here at the Packaday Podcast and for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendland saying so long. Everyone, stay warm, stay safe, always carry the G, and go Petco. We thank you for joining us this entire season. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.